Good afternoon to you, beloved. Good afternoon. Hello, tell my brethren ministry with your sister in Christ, Rachel. My right for walking. Rachel Carlene Renee, a servant and daughter of the Most High God, Lord and King. Welcome to Speak Life, beloved. Praying all is well with you. In the mighty and beautiful name of Jesus. Yes. Today is April 17, 2023. And I am lifting up my entire household along with myself. I am lifting you, beloved, and your entire household. I am lifting the kingdom family worldwide, the beloved of God, the martyr saints, persecuted saints, those shutting down, those taken by men stealers, those feeling weak, weary, withered, and even worn, lifting them and lifting up their families and their entire communities in Jesus' name. Yes. So I am lifting up children worldwide, lifting up children worldwide. Mm-hmm. And we are lifting the kingdom-minded of God. We are lifting up the body. We are lifting up the believer. We are lifting them up in the name of Jesus. And we're lifting up the believer, the unbeliever, the sinner, and the saint. Because God allowed the sun to shine and the rain to fall on the just, the unjust, the thankful, and the unthankful. So, And we're going to lift up travel mercy. And we're going to lift up perfect health. How about that? Yes, in the mighty name of Jesus. So, Father, we come to you. Father, I need you. I need you. I need you. And I lift your name up. So you draw on men, Lord Jesus. I open the door and I welcome you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, I decide. I decided I don't anymore want to leave or want to lean to my own understanding. But in all my ways, I acknowledge you. So you direct my path. Illuminate yourself so we can see you and follow the path, Lord God. As you be the lamp to our feet and the light to our path, we thank you in advance. We thank you for your stripes in which we are healed. We thank you for the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in us that's also in Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you that you're purifying our hearts, Lord. We thank that you're renewing our minds and that we are becoming new creations and creatures in Christ. We thank you for our hands being clean and our feet being washed. We thank you for being our provider. We thank you for being our protector. We thank you for being our shield and our fortress, Lord God, a buckler, a hog tower, a rear guard. We thank you for being Lord all by yourself. We thank you for your throne being established in our hearts, Lord God, and that we're seeking your face diligently, daily, in the name of Jesus, night and day and throughout the day, that we're seeking wisdom and understand of her knowledge and prudence, equity and discretion and instruction. And we thank you for it, Lord God. And we ask that you bind up everything in spirit and in the flesh that is contrary, Lord God. That's a distraction. That's a nemity in Jesus' name. So good afternoon, beloved. So what I came to talk about is putting God first. Um, I don't think that's the way it is. Um, yeah, putting God first. This requires Jesus. Put, putting God first required Jesus. Putting God first is not just um, words. It's not just words. Putting God first means we are willing to forsake all. We have to be willing 
to forsake all. We have to be willing to forsake all those things that don't line up. We have to be willing to forsake all those places that um, don't line up. And we have to be willing to forsake people. And, and so the thing about it is, because I know I'm being, God is trying to tell me something in this season that I haven't quite, I, I haven't quite gotten the gist of it. Um, but when he's telling us something, a lot of times it is not what we would necessarily want to even understand sometimes. Sometimes it's, it's, it's hard to receive it. Um, it's just like when the disciples walked away, because this is a hard saying. Sometimes it really is a hard saying. But when we are, if God has made a promise, and this is what I'm standing on right now, right now, today, this came to me. If God has made a promise, then he's going to stand on his promise. Now, what, what comes with, what do that look like? That's the thing right there. Like, what does that look like? Because sometimes it doesn't look like what we think it should look like. So I plan to go into Matthew's house. Um, but I'm going to, because this this is, I, I got to go here. I have to go to um, Abraham. We have to go see Abraham because Abraham is going to show us this thing because Abraham was given a promise and it was even repeated to him, okay? So Abraham is given this, this promise and then God asked him to do something contrary of the promise. And so when we go into Genesis 12, verse one, now the Lord said unto Abram, before he even became Abraham. That's where he received the promise. In the name of Jesus. It says, verse 1, Now the Lord said unto Abram, Get you out of your country, from your kindred, and from your father's house, unto a land that I will show you. And I, the Lord, will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a and you sh you shall be a blessing and i will bless them that bless thee and i will curse them that curse thee and in you in you shall all families of the earth be blessed so abram departed as the lord had spoken unto him and lot went with him and abram was 70 and 5 years old when he departed out of Haram. Okay, and Abram took Sarah, or yeah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran, and, uh, and they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, into the land of Canaan, they went. Okay, so... Um, so we're going to keep going because we got to, so verse six says in Genesis 12, and Abram passed through the land unto the place of Sikkim, 
unto the plain of Mor uh, Mora. And the Canaanite was there. No, it doesn't say that. And the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto your seed, unto your seed, will I give this land. Um, and there built he, Abram, an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. And he, Abram, removed from there unto the mountain, or thence, unto a mountain on the east of Bethel, and pitched his tent, having Bethel on his west and Hai on his east. And there he built an altar unto the Lord. So this had to be like his second altar. And called upon the name of the Lord. And Abram... And called upon the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed, going on still towards the south. Okay, so we are going to now skip over. And we're going into chapter 15. Verse 1, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord, God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is this Eleazar of Damascus? And Abram said, Behold, to me... Thou has not, don't say that, to me thou has given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of your own bowels shall be your heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars if you be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall your seed be. And he believed in the Lord and he, the Lord, counted it to, to him for righteousness sake. Verse 18. In the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, Unto your seed have I given this land, from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river uh, Euphrates, the Canaanites and the Canaanites uh, and the Cadmonites and the Hittites and the Prezizites and Raphium and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Gigazites, and the Jebusites, okay? So, still promise. Now, if we go back to verse 7, there's also a promise of the bondage over his family. Uh, verse 7, And he, the Lord, said unto him, I am the Lord. Because Abraham asked him that question, which God has had already told Abraham. And Abraham said to the Lord, will you, what will you give me seeing I go childless? And the steward of my house is this Eleazar of Damascus. 
And Abram said, uh, Behold, to me you have, have given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is my heir. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be your heir, but he that shall come forth out of your own bowels shall be your heir. Okay? And it says, And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought you out of Ur, the Cadiz, to give this, to give you this land to inherit. And this is the thing. When Abram said, and he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? And that that questioned God in a different way. It's one thing to say, Lord, what will you give me? Is another thing to say, and he said, Lord, whereby shall I know? You're going to know because the Lord told you. Okay, Lord, I hear you. <laughs> so it says, and he said unto him, take me a heifer of three years old, and a she-goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these and divided them in the midst and laid each piece one against another. But the birds divided he not. Now, God didn't even tell him to do that. He said, just get the stuff, right? And when the fowls came down upon the carcasses, Abram drove them away. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. And lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abram, the Lord said unto Abram, know of a surety of a guarantee, okay, that your seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs and shall serve them. See, the promises is, is gotten deeper. It's changed now because one minute is counted to him. It says in verse six, and he believed in God and he counted it to him for righteousness. So he believed in God, okay, at one point. But then when the Lord said unto him, I am the Lord that brought you out of Ur of the Cadiz to give you this land to inherit. And he said to him, Lord, whereby shall I know? That's a different question. Okay, so it says, and he said it to Abraham, know of a surety that your seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs and shall serve them and they shall afflict them 400 years and also that nation whom they shall serve will i judge and afterwards shall they come out with great substance and you shall go to your fathers in peace you shall be buried in a good old age but in the fourth generation they shall come hither again for the inequity of the amorites is not yet full and see, they're they going to come back here again. Now, what if he had just agreed with God? Would his heirs have gone into bondage? It says, um, and it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between the two pieces. So a furnace. Somebody going in fairness. Okay, no. So if we go further, um, there's more promises. It says um, in chapter 17. I don't know how we started with this. I know I can. 
And when Abraham was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared. Now, this is after Ishmael is born. This is right after Ishmael. Because um, now they then went on their own. And, and she gave him Hagar. He took Hagar and now Ishmael. Okay. It says, when Abram was 90, uh, 90 years and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Lord, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be you perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you. So my covenant was not with Lot. My covenant was not with Lot. My covenant was with you. And I'm not even sure Sarah because right before this is when Sarah told him to take Hagar. The chapter right before 16. So he says, my covenant is with you. Hmm. And you shall be a father of many nations. Now he sent Ishmael alone, uh, 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 away, but he sent Ishmael away with a promise or or a blessing because of Abraham. But Ishmael is not the heir. Mm -mm. It says, "As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you." shall be a father of many nations. Neither shall your name anymore be called Abram. Because at this point, him and Lot have separated. So now the manifestation, my Lord. Okay, I'm feeling this thing. And it says, so, neither shall your name anymore be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made you. And I will make you, okay, so a father of nations, I have made you. It hasn't manifested because you have not fulfilled what I told you to do, okay, fully. And each time we put our hands to it and not wait for God, it pushes the promises back. Because God has an order. And when we're not in the order, we're putting everything first. We're putting everything before him. He put Lot there. He put Lot there, even though God said, leave your leave your country, leave your father house, and leave your kindred. He still allowed Lot to go. So you're putting Lot before God because God told you, yes, you're doing it. You're trying to do it the Lord way, but you put some additives, Rachel, Carly, Renee. Okay. So um, now you and Lot have to separate. But be after... You and Lot separate. Now, for you, you got to fight for Lot and all this stuff. And you got to pray for Lot and all this stuff. And then Lot ends up warring with you until this day against your children of faith. Okay? And then you and Sarah go. Now, y'all done been throughout Egypt. And you done gave your wife to Pharaoh, you know, and stuff like that. This is not the agreement. You cannot give your wife to Pharaoh if y'all supposed to produce a seed. I'm just getting this because I didn't even think about that. So if you're supposed to produce a seed, 
You cannot give your other half away that is a part of the promise. The promise is your seed. So you can't do that. So once you then, we, we then travel, I mean, you were 75. When this promise came to you, you 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 about 100 now because you 90 and 9. Okay. So now you and your 90 and 9 self going to listen to Sarah before her name even get changed. You're going to listen to her. You are going to take Hagar, right? Now, mm-mm. He didn't say the promise was coming through Hagar when you already got a wife. But due to fact, it's taking 100 years. But you don't know why it's taking 100 years. You're like, well, Lord, if you said this, but now I'm, I'm so old. Because you still got your Kendrick and your father house with you. So as long as you got your Kendrick and your father house with you, they're not part of the promise. The promise is not too locked. Lot, you do not read anywhere that lot uh, set set. Uh, altars for God. You don't read that Lot even thanked the Lord. What Lot started doing was fighting with the person that he's connected to to receive his blessings too that wasn't even promised to him. Okay, so he wasn't even supposed to get it because he was supposed to get left behind. He would have not partaken in any of the blessings because he was supposed to get left behind. I'm just saying. Maybe God had another thought for him, but due to the fact he came is how how you know, he got to partake in the blessing. So now here come Hagar. Here, Hagar minding her little business, right? And Sarah come up with this brilliant plan to give Hagar to Abram. Is he Abraham at this point? No, he's still Abram because God already know he not ready yet. Rachel, Carlene ain't ready yet. No, mm -mm, she's still putting her hand to the blessing. It's already promised, right? Okay, so... She didn't doubt the promise, so she's she, she's gonna have to mm -hmm, endure. This is why some of these wars come because it has to teach us. It's more than our character, because right now I'm getting a character check. So do this speak life. So it's more than our character, and it says now Sarah, uh, chapter sixteen. Now Sarah, Abram's wife, bear him no children, and she had a handmaid, an Egyptian whose name was Hagar. And Sarah said it to Abram. God ain't saying, Sarah said it to Abram. Behold, now, the Lord have restrained me from bearing. It is both for y'all, okay? I pray thee, go into my maid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abram hearkened to the voice of Sarah. So now, now you got Ishmael born, and now Ishmael and Hagar teasing Sarah with her bearing self. And so now she's getting upset. The man is turning, in the next chapter, he's turning 19, 19 years old and nine. Okay? So now God is talking to him again. I promised you, you know, this is, this is the story of my life. I promised you this thing, this thing will come through. But this is why your offspring going through the furnace because of your disobedience. Lord, forgive us. Break those generational curses. Because what God says is how you're going to get this thing. So God's word is Jesus. The only way to get it is through Jesus, what God said. God's heart and mind, his plan. God got the master plan, okay? So when the master plan don't seem to be manifesting in our life, instead of going outward, 
we should be going inward. Okay, what did God tell me? Like God has told me more to stick to your vow that you made when you was, and I'm like, oh man, I don't even remember the vow. Cause half the time, you know, we saying, Lord, if you get me out of this, this, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. The main thing I remember is said, dedicate my life to ministry. So now when I want to do other things and they won't manifest, why? Because your life is dedicated to ministry. Even though I was ignorant, I'm like, Lord, you know, I said that in ignorance now because I didn't know no better. You put that thing in my heart. This is, uh-uh. This is the promise on your life. This is the promise on your life. Okay. So stick with the promise. Put God first. All these other people, Lot, Pharaoh, Sarah, he didn't put all these other people first. Instead of what God is saying, he know for a fact what God is saying. He knows for a fact what God is saying. He knows for a fact what God is saying. So now you got Ishmael. And Ishmael, the Lord says in verse 20 uh, of 17, if, and as for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall, shall he beget. And I will make him a great nation. But my covenant, whew, Lord, I feel this thing. But my covenant, my agreement, my promise, okay? My commands, it says, but my covenant, I, I thank you, Lord, because he took over. I did not even know I was going in this direction. I didn't know he was going to show up and talk about me like this. It says, but my covenant will I establish with Isaac, okay? Because now Isaac is born. Isaac is born now. Sarah, we, we didn't get down that far, but Sarah's name has been changed and God promised that she will give birth. And, you know, she laughs about it and stuff and, and, and you know, and all this stuff. Um, but I think that's on the next. Yeah, she done, she done, she done. Abraham, he says, um, see, I'm just, I, it, it says in verse 15 of Genesis 17, and God said it to Abraham. Now, oh, Wait a minute. I got to go back. It says, this is my covenant, which you shall keep. Yeah, I got to go back. And God said unto Abraham, you shall keep. Oh, where did I stop at? Um, oh, is this a new promise? Okay, wait. And Abram was 90 years old and nine. And the Lord appeared to Abram. It said, I'm in chapter 17 of Genesis. And the uh, Lord appeared unto Abram and said unto him. I am the almighty God, almighty, okay? Walk before me and be you perfect. Now, people are like, nobody's perfect. You got to be complete in what God said. It said, and I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you, thee, and you, thee, or thou, you, shall be a father of many nations. Neither shall your name anymore be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. And now that he is a father of many nations because he has Ishmael, then he have Isaac. And then there's more children after. 100 years old and he got more children after, okay? Um, after Sarah dies. So it says, my Lord... Neither shall your name be any more Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made you, and I will make you. God is doing it. I will make you exceeding fruitful, and I will make 
nations of you and kings shall come out of you. This is, woo! And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your seed, your seed, okay? After you, mm, mm. and your seed after you in their generations, they're going to, this covenant's being made for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto you and to your seed after you. So this is how Isaac get the covenant. This is how Jacob get the covenant. And this is how the whole house of Israel get the covenant. Kings have come out of the whole house of Israel. Okay. Mm. And I will give unto you and to your seed after you, the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan, which is the world for an everlasting possession. And I will be their God. And God said unto Abraham, thou should keep my covenant. Therefore, you and your seed after you in your generations. This is my covenant. This is the agreement. This is the testament we're going into, which you shall keep between me and you and your seed after you. Every man child among you shall be circumcised because now it's not the, the natural circumcision. It's of the heart. So when we when he makes us his, his covenant, we will be in agreement and we will follow. We haven't gotten it yet, but we will follow him. And it says, and you shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin. And it shall be a token. It is a token. It is a token. And it's also a sign because this is what our heart's supposed to look like. Our heart's supposed to have that foreskin pulled back so we will love God. We will hearken to God. We will obey God. We will receive Jesus Christ, my Lord. And it shall be a token of the covenant of the promise betwixt, betwixt, between me and you. And he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you. Every man child in your generations, he that is born in the house or brought with money or uh, money of any stranger. That's an adoption. Okay. It says, I was, I knew I was running out of time. It says, um, mm, where was I? Uh, which is not of your seed. He that is born in your house, wait, whoa, 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 and he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you, every man, child, in your generations. He that is born in the house or brought with money of any stranger, which is not of your seed. He that is born in your house and he that is brought with your money must needs be circumcised. So even the adoption, it says, and my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. And the uncircumcised man child whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that soul should be cut off from his, his people. He have broken my covenant. So when we break the agreement, okay, this is how we end up not with God in everlasting because we keep breaking the covenant, the agreement that he's made with us. It says, and God said unto Abraham, as for Sarah, thy wife, you shall not call her name Sarah, but Sarah shall be her, uh, shall her name be. And I will bless her and give you a son also of her, of Sarah. Sarah received the promise because Sarah wasn't receiving the promise. Sarah was doing her own thing. Yea, I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her, a mother of nations, but it's not the many nations. He said, then Abram, I mean, Abraham fell upon his face and laughed. Still, 
Still heart ain't right. And said in his heart, shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? Not only do he have Isaac, but when you continue to study Genesis, before Abram dies, he marries someone else that God don't even acknowledge as a wife because Sarah was his wife, okay? And it says, oh Lord, um, and laughed and said in his heart, shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old and shall Sarah that is 90 years old bear? And Abraham said unto God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you, before me. And God says, Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son indeed, and you shall call his name Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall he begat, that's a spiritual birth, and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah shall bear unto you as this set time, at this set time in the next year. And he left off talking with him, and God went up from Abraham. And Abraham took Ishmael his son and all that were born in his house. and all that were brought with his money every oh okay okay i get it every man every male among the men of abraham because this is the circumcision abraham's house and circumcised the flesh of their foreskin in the selfsame day and god as god has said unto him and abraham was 90 years and nine when he was circumcised my lord okay mm in the flesh of his foreskin. And Ishmael, his son, was 13 years old. Whoa, they all was in pain. When he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. In the selfsame day was Abraham circumcised and Ishmael, his son, and all the men of his house, born in, his, in the house and brought with money of the stranger, were circumcised with him. Now, uh, Sarah gets a promise. I mean, God's just promising. And... This is the thing. When Abraham had to take Isaac uh, to the mountains, to the mountain that God had uh, commanded, that was the promise. Isaac was the promise, okay? He said, and you will call his name Isaac. So now God is saying, you got to sacrifice your promise. Sacrifice your promise. And so... Can you imagine? But he didn't walk with God long enough now to understand that God is going to keep his word. The covenant, ooh, the covenant has been made and the covenant shall be kept. And this is what the Lord says. I got to rush and say this. It says, uh, it says here in verse 23 of Matthew 19, then said Jesus, all the promises come through Jesus, God's word, God's heart. Then said Jesus, the Lord, the word of God unto his disciple, verily I say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. A rich man shall hardly, hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again, I, the Lord Jesus, the word of God say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye 
of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, who then can be saved? But the Lord Jesus, the word of God, beheld them and said unto them, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Then answered Peter and said unto him, behold, we have forsaken all and followed you and followed the word, follow what God is saying, follow his covenant. What shall we have therefore? And the Lord Jesus, the word of God said unto them, verily I, the word of God, the Lord God, okay, say unto you that you which have followed me, followed the word, follow what God is saying, his command and the regeneration when the son of man shall sit in the throne of his glory. You also shall sit upon 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Everyone, the church included. And everyone that have forsaken houses, brethren, sisters, and fa or fathers, or mothers, or wives, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, will receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Now, if you go to the verse, I'm trying to get this in. Oh, man. Um, if you go to, let me see if it's in Mark 10 real quick, because it's in, I thought it was in the book. Okay, Luke 22. Let's go to Luke 22. I hope I don't run out of time here. But Luke 22, I think it, uh, 22. Uh, you also, which have continued with me, it says, uh, you shall, okay, no, this is the wrong one. It's probably Mark 10. So this is the thing. We got to be willing, it's right here. We got to be willing to forsake all. We got to be willing to follow the covenant. We got to be willing to hearken to what's being said, even in God's word, his scriptures. It says, um, oh, if any man come to me, the word of God, the Lord Jesus, and hate not father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sister, yea, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me, the Lord Jesus, the word of God, cannot be my disciple. For which of you intending to build a tower sits not down first and counts the cost, whether he has sufficient to finish it. Okay, we're going to skip down. Or else while the other, uh, or what king going to make war against another, verse 31, sits not down first and consults whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that comes against him with 20,000. Or else while the other is yet a great way off, he sends an ambassage and desires conditions of peace. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsake not all that he have, he cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land nor yet the dunge hill, but men cast it out. He that have an ear, let him hear. So this also the saying where he said when you forsake you will get this much fold and this much fold even on in this life so when we're not willing to be like abraham and forsake 
And we're not willing to walk this thing out as God says. We push all our blessings back. We can even null and void our blessing because we're never going to get into the path that God has. And we haven't expected in. So when God tells us a thing, we got to believe that even if I forsake this thing, you're going to stand by your word. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray y'all have a most blessed day. In Jesus' name, peace.